broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Okay, folks, and we are live here on Nerd Snow Basis. Trying this once again. Hopefully, this works this time. Uh, we're on Twitch over on Nerdux, so N E or D D U X. Uh, I'll probably change that to Nerd Snow Media at some point, like I did last week. Uh, <laughs> my name is Dar Connor, and I'm joined by my co host, Keanu Callahan. Always thrilled to be here. How are things, Keanu? How are you, man? Great to talk to you. Very well, thanks. There's been a lot of exciting nerdy TV news this week, so I'm raring to go on this one. Oh, there's so much, so much to get into. Um, I actually, I, so for anyone who didn't uh, check the show out last week, or for anyone who might be joining us on Twitch, uh, go over to nerdtonomedia.com and check out our uh, retrospective on the Spider-Man series. Man, I really enjoyed that. I think that's one of the, my favorite pieces of radio I've ever done. Oh, well, I'm thrilled to hear it. Yeah, it was, I, I mean, I've been telling my friends, like, it was great to get to watch Spider-Man movies as, you know, research for work. That was a genuinely wonderful experience. And uh, I didn't know... A lot of the cartoon and comic stuff you told me. So, yes, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, like, it was cool to kind of, you know, pull it all together and really have it there. So if anyone is a big Spider-Man fan, do go check that out. Uh, I actually got to see Far From Home last night. Uh, Lovely. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on it. Well, what we'll do is we'll keep it... uh, We won't get into spoilers uh, because, I don't know, it's it's weird. It came out, like, on a a Monday night, so Tuesday it was, like, the main release day. That's kind of weird. Yeah, that's... That is slightly peculiar. Like, usually they kind of do the big weekends and stuff, don't they? But the reason why I think that was because it's... uh, At at the moment now, it's um, the 4th of July in the States, so I think it was to catch that opening the holiday oh i see okay that makes sense so i I guess that that's the only kind of logic i can think about it like i know a couple of movies open around this time of year but it's the first time that i can remember of having uh spider-man movie kind of just appear (laughs) so yeah uh, if anyone who hasn't seen it it's it's uh, my one word of view on it is it's, it's better than uh homecoming homecoming was pretty decent but this is way bigger has much bigger scope much bigger scale uh kind of delves into the mythos a bit and um you re- look if you like the first one you really enjoy it it uh it, it's, it's kind of like iron man 4 as well it ties up everything so uh yeah go check it out uh we'll get more into it when you see it kane excellent well i mean i'd still because i may not get to see it for some time right it'd be like without getting into too much into spoilers what is far from home about broadly speaking yeah so it picks up directly after the the, the ends of endgame right so Everyone is back. Iron Man is dead. Captain America is dead. Uh, Scar- uh, Black Widow's dead. So it's it's about the world kind of dealing with it, you know. And it's Peter Parker trying to live up to Iron Man, you know. Everybody's asking him, "Are you going to be the next Iron Man?" He's like, "No, I, I can't. I can't. I can't." And that's kind of what it is. It, it's a very small 
uh, scale story for a lot of it. And then he goes off to Europe on a school trip and, you know, events ensue. So, uh, yeah, we got to see Mysterio, man. I never thought I'd get I'd get to see Mysterio in live action. You know, I always love Mysterio <laughs> uh, going all the way back. So uh, that was cool. Jake Gyllenhaal kills it. He's one of the best uh, Marvel characters. Uh, his arc is really, really good. And oh, uh, that is of, high praise. Yeah, it's fantastic. He's well. The whole Spider-Man series for Marvel in general has have had some really good characters. You know, with Michael Keaton and then with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Excellent casting, fantastic. There are some weak points in it. It's very, very, very slow. That's the point, and then it kind of builds up. So, uh, yeah, look, buy a ticket, man, if you can, and anyone listening. Um, if you've seen it as well, we have a chat, so you know, t- um, leave your thoughts in the chat as well. Um, but from there, MCU predictions. There's a lot of talk about where things are going to go, and this is one thing you wanted to touch on, Keen. What What are you hearing about the MCU? Well, that's the thing. I've heard nothing, and I've been used to having like you know, in five years' time there'll be this film, in ten years' time there'll be the Inhumans. I've been. I feel like we've had that stream of information going you know since the first avengers and now it's very eerily quiet i've heard some rumors of a doctor doom movie yeah but even that could be left over from the merger we don't know if that's going ahead so honestly i don't know where we're going where would you like have you heard anything yourself well without getting too much into spoilers and i don't want to do it uh, it does kind of set like far from home sets the table and a lot of things you know it's some of it's in space they touch on the wider universe. They touch on Captain Marvel. They kind of set okay. up where Thor is. Um, so they are kind of like wiping the slate clean and kind of making the scope of the MCU a little bit bigger in the very much the same way the Guardians of the Galaxy did. But that said, I think they're kind of waiting for the next one. They do set up um, Submariner, or Su- Submariner, which is cool. Like random reference to Submariner. I, I thought that because there was a mention of like underwater earthquakes yeah. in uh, Avengers Endgame. And I thought, oh, okay, are they doing him like... Yeah, so I think that's coming down the pike line. Uh, and then, of course, you know, they will start having the Fantastic Four. Doctor Doom looks like it's probably going to be one of the first ones. But here's the biggest rumor I've heard. Deadpool is uh, looking to be in Spider-Man 3. Right. And... It's looking like Norman Osborn might be played by Tom Hanks as the big the big villain. So that would be crazy, huh. right? I've oh, well, I mean, fair play to him acting against type, I suppose. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, I, I mean, no disrespect to him. I cannot see that working, but that is interesting. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. Well, see, you know, I, I think you know having that kind of turn would be good. You know, like they do bring back a very very famous character from the Raimi movies. Played by the same okay. actor in Spider-Man: Homecoming. I'm not going to ruin it, but you know, it's. I if it's who I'm hoping it is, I won't get you to say, but I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it probably it probably <laughs> is, and it, it, it's it's in the post-credit sequence, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, this is fantastic!" So yeah, yeah, you know, they're they're aware of of what makes the fans happy, and they, they go out of the way to do it. So you know, I'm gonna leave it there because I don't want to get into it too much, but do go well, check I'll it out. Tell you what, before before we leave Far From Home altogether, right. Do you think it's a good continuation of the, you know, huge standard that Avengers Endgame left? Do you think it yeah. organically continues the Marvel Universe? Because a lot of people are worried that, like, you know, Avengers Endgame is so good, but it feels so complete. And then there's almost nowhere to go in the Marvel Universe, you know? No, it is. And, you know, you could walk away from Endgame. I did a show um, after seeing it where I pretty much like, yeah, you can walk away from it. And you can. And look, there's... 
unless you really want to, you don't have to continue watching the MCU movies. But I would say if you're if you're a fan and you're into it, this builds up on the threads that were left over. It's smaller in scale. It's mm. more focused. It's a character piece um, in some ways, but it is you know it, it is a worthy successor. Yeah, uh, and um, I know we can't get into spoilers. I know you said to set up a few things, but if you were the Kevin Feige and all this kind of stuff, what kind of Marvel stories, Marvel movies would you like to see in the next four or five years? I think Doctor Doom is is the best way to go. Yeah, um, and look, don't forget as well uh, the the Disney Plus shows they're going they're coming and you know they're going to be carry, hitting a whole array of characters so i would say the main thing is set up your big villain set up your big bad and at the very end of spider-man homecoming they kind of hint that there is a bigger threat coming and we we'll probably get that in mm-hmm. captain marvel um but it, it's it, they've kept this under wraps man and it's not a bad reason it because it, you know you, you're not expecting what happens it, it's it you know it's it's kind of gone back to being must-see movies, you know, if you're into it. And I thought I would be kind of tapped out. It kind of was for a bit. But, uh, you know, Spider-Man hitting them hard, going in with uh, probably one of the best Spider-Man movies, if not of the best MCU movies that I've seen. Um, So, yeah, definitely a fantastic uh, little uh, movie to watch. Just kind of weird, you know. Uh, Speaking of which, actually, um, the One Punch Man game, right? So, One Punch Man... The second season is about to drop or already has dropped. What's this about the game that's coming out, man? Uh, to be honest, I haven't heard too much about it yet. It's uh, I know people are very excited because uh, for anyone who... Are you an anime person, by the I, way? Yes, I am. Uh, uh, so you've seen One Punch Man? I have, I have. I don't, I'm kind of hesitant yeah. when it comes to, to anime games that isn't Steins Gate because, you know, I've been burned badly before. Yeah? yeah, tell me all about Steins Gate then. Steins Gate's great. Actually, I have it on the PS3. It's just a fantastic, uh, fantastic in-universe kind of game. The same, <laughs> with, and Persona as well. The Persona series is fantastic. But other than that, I'm kind of hesitant. So, uh... yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of it's hard to now. I've heard the Attack on Titan game is great. It is, but like the one thing about uh, a One Punch Man game is that, like. As anyone who watches the show, for anyone who may, who may be listening at home and hasn't seen it, it's basically about a superhero who can kill anyone with one punch. Yeah. And he's incredibly bored that he can't, you know, get into a fight that doesn't end in two seconds. So how do you translate that to a game, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be like having the cheats on those old game in the 90s where it's like insta-kill. Yeah. But see, I don't think that's a bad thing because there are kind of... Um, Saints Row 4 is a game that I reference an awful lot because I love it. And it kind of is the same thing, you know. It's the best Superman game I've ever played. <laughs> that's kind of what you are, you know. Um, I modded GTA 4 and I've only ever played GTA 4 with mods because I hate the game. But you can you can basically be Iron Man or whatever. And um, the physics and everything have worked out with Saints Row 4. So it actually isn't a broken game like playing with like dodgy mods from a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, I think something like that's cool because you are overpowered and it can work. But you have to either go the comedic route, which I think is probably the better way to go and the way they will go, or just kind of go Rampage, like the old Hulk games or um, what's the game called? Prototype. Prototype one's very similar to it as well. So I think that I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic, but also I'll probably wait and I won't be pre-ordering it. Yeah, well, I, I'd be cautiously optimistic, too. You're right. If it's true to the One Punch Man, like, sort of aesthetic, yeah. then it'd be more 
on the witty end of things than like a sort of beat em up type thing. Yeah. Certainly the fact that they have a Moomen Rider, the kind of slightly useless but very chipper superhero on the bicycle as a main character in the game, uh, certainly seems to be leading into that more deadpan humor type thing than like uh, something like a Marvel versus Capcom or something like that. It's I certainly, I don't think there are enough humorous games out there. So I'm very, I'd be cautiously excited, we'll say, but certainly I hope it's very good. Mm. And on that point as well, um, the Steam sale is happening at the moment. Now, I, I don't know if you're a big PC gamer or man or not, but you know, for anyone who is, this is like Christmas for everybody. Yeah. This is this is our you know Christmas for the gamers, not for the wallets. Yeah. But uh, you know, and I remember when. Are you a Steam gamer? I am a Steam gamer. Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't really track the new releases. I kind of go for the more retro things mm. uh, because there's a lot of games from the '90s that you can't find anymore except on Steam. So. Mm. But yeah, I do love Steam. I think it's great that, uh, like, you know, we were kind of talking uh, an episode or two ago about a sort of Netflix for, like, you know, video games and all this kind of access to it and all that kind of stuff. And I think think Steam's great in that way. You can just pay one quid and take a chance on something. And it encourages you to game regularly, you know? Well, there are two things that I want to bring up on this. There's the the obvious sale itself and the, the, the exploit that popped up, but also... Uh, Google Stadia might be in trouble at the moment and if anyone does know Google Stadia is kind of like as you said the Netflix for games where you kind of rent rent a console off Google in the cloud and then you play it but it looks like that's going to be hammered by licenses and you know you pro- you're not going to own the games and all that kind of stuff so that's so worrying wait, I'm man. confused how, how does renting a game online work right so with Steam, you kind of do that anyway, right? You you have the key, but you don't really own the game. Um, this works by rent. You rent the infrastructure and the game. Okay. So, but the, so okay. basically, instead of having will, so so instead of having like a yeah. two grand gaming PC, right? Right. You'll have a you'll have a you pay a set amount to Google. I think the pro version is like twenty bucks a month or something, and then they will provision you. A computer in the cloud on their infrastructure and then you get a certain amount of games but that was all great and look that's cool but the problem with that is now you have license licensers coming in and want a piece of the pie so you know microsoft have their own nintendo have their own ubisoft you know it's just mm-hmm. eventually owning this thing won't be 20 bucks you're probably looking at 80 dollars a month or something like that which for me, I don't think it's very worth it, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's happening with the streaming services as well. Like, yeah. if you're a Star Trek fan, you have to watch Discovery on Netflix, but you have to watch Picard on Amazon Prime. It's yeah. like uh, things that, like, it's it's becoming harder and harder to just enjoy things. It's almost tribal. You have to commit to one service or commit to one this, that, the other. Yeah. And I know, it's, I know there's always a competitive market in everything, and this is nothing new in that respect. But it is a shame that, like, you know, you can't play certain games like maybe the Spider-Man game unless you have a PS4, for example, or something like that. It's a shame. Yeah, it is. You know, and look, I'm not going to diss the, the market, but I think there's a there's a line between competitiveness and greed. And mm-hmm. that's that's one thing that was always kind of offset by pre-owned games, right? So, and they tried to do this as well. Like, this is something new. The gaming media has been trying to do this for a very long time. The gaming industry has been trying to do this for a very long time where 
you bought a pre-owned game and you had to pay remember the pass yes i do remember that That was was that around the ps3 or ps4 generation ps3 there was the game pass so if you bought you know just say you bought um dead space and you wanted to to go online you had to kind of put in the code so that and it was just crazy It it was 20 there was code in the game that you bought but if you trade that game in, obviously that code was invalid, so you had to kind of pony up like 10 or 20 euros, and it was just crazy. See, that's such a shame, because, like, I mean, I was buying PSP games in Rage just this week. I love finding old games for old consoles and, like, picking them up the way you pick up old books or something like yeah. that. And I and what has me worried, and maybe I've just seen too many episodes of the Gymquisition, but <laughs> it's, it's um, the more they take away the hard copy aspect of games the easier it will be for you to buy a game and then have your access to it denied even beyond a rental capacity as you mentioned well here's the thing and it kind of ties in something else we will jump back to steam but i bought i'm a big fan of ipods and mp3 players right right for the same reason as this Spotify is great, and I I use Spotify at work, and you know I have it on my phone and all kinds of stuff. And we're on it, and we're on it. Yes, we are. Um, Spotify is great, but it doesn't have everything, right? Mm. And not only does it not have everything, but certain things will just disappear. So certain genres of music won't be on it, for example. Certain bands, like mm. Annihilator, half their discography is not on it. You know, so when you kind of give the power away to stuff in the cloud you don't really own it and it's yeah. not really real you know like there was a case there i think microsoft closed down their book service and all those books are gone really yeah. like are we talking like original titles that can't be found anymore or well anything that was on that service is gone now they have issued refunds apparently so you can buy them elsewhere but all the annotations and stuff are gone and i'm like look this is the problem you know with giving over that you know how much trust are you actually giving over to these companies like with GOG for example you can you can they actually give you the game so you can just have it there and then you can yeah. boot it up anytime and that's great Steam on the other hand it's it, it's it's all got to do with DRM so if DRM shuts down you know and it's it's something that has to be addressed eventually but not without a lot of growing pains and the fact that in 2019 I still use an iPod <laughs> you know kind of speaks volumes because I don't trust the music industry uh, with good reason. You know, Spotify, they might have a lot, and then but it's gone. And same with YouTube. Yeah. They might have a lot, but stuff gets taken down, and then you're not left with anything, you know? But I promised my, my iPod story. All right, so uh, my iPod I've had for, what, six years, six, seven years. And before that, I had I keep buying them, you know? But they're, they're getting progressively more and more hard to find. Obviously. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because yeah. I misplaced. I I will also be the same as you. I have a Walkman and I misplaced it for eight weeks. And I actually went to Dundrum. I can't find any shop that sells them anymore. Did you have no. that problem as well? Yeah, man. You you can't like unless you want to spend like three four hundred euro on Amazon. Mm. And even then, the problem becomes if you buy an iPod. Basically, what happened with mine was it died. Like, died. <laughs> it, hard, like it's just it's not coming back. Like the hard drive was going for a while. And that's something to watch out for if you have an iPod Classic. The hard drive eventually fails, 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 and it completely fails and won't even power on. So the thing is just, you know, there's no fixing it, right? It's gone. But the battery also is pretty bad in it. So, you know, if you have that, watch out. And 
the risk of t- of paying four or five hundred euro for an iPod, which might mm-hmm. that might happen in two or three years, is pretty strong, right? So I was like, okay, I need to move on. <laughs> I need to say goodbye. <laughs> so I did, and I bought um, an uh, like a MP3 player from from Amazon. I paid two hundred euro for it, and you can pop in an SD card and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And it's 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 grand, you know. But I get a call two days later from my friend, going, "Hey, I have an iPod. I don't use it at all. Do you want it?" Yeah. I'm like, "Oh man, I wish you had told me this before. I spent two hundred euro." But anyway, you know, the way I see it is that iPod works great, and I'm using it, and I'm very very happy to have it, and very appreciative. Um, and I have a spare, and I think that's kind of the way to go now to to have spares because. As great as the iPod is, and I'm looking at it now, and I'm so happy that I have one. How many more years am I going to get out of Like four years, maybe? It and depends. It goes, I so. think, weirdly enough, if you get an older one, you're slightly better off because yeah. it's like they're built to be sturdier. When See, it got into, I suppose, a bit like the games consoles. And the, and the, and the Max. And the Max. And the Max, yeah. yeah. It's because they, when they were coming out one a year, one every half a year, they were designed to kind of burn out after a year, so they break when the new one was about to come out. Not that specifically, but generally speaking, we'll say. They were designed to last about a year or two. Yeah. That's it, you know, and like the iPod I had beforehand, it actually it actually was one of the older ones, hmm. you know? Oh, uh, really? Yeah, like the, like the girl I bought it off had it for years, so I think it was from like 2005 or something. It was crazy. It was one of the very, very first ones, you know? <laughs> this one, I think, is a newer one, so I don't expect it to last as long, but... You know, for the time being, I'm happy enough. But I would say, you know, if you're like us guys, MP3 players, don't don't cast them off. You know, they're quite good, and they're you know the, the hardest problem I find from an old uh, iTunes addict, I suppose, would be finding uh, a replacement for it. Music Bumble or Music B is in a good alternative. Okay, uh, we you know we can't talk for iPods without asking what kind of music you listen to on it then. Sorry, um, sorry, my hay fever is pretty bad, so <laughs> they're trying to trying to battle the coughing. Uh, yeah, man, I listen to loads of things on it. So you know, a lot of metal, um, a lot of electronic music, punk. I love Taylor Swift. Uh, Poppy's great. You know everything. You know, and then a rake of podcasts. So that's kind of it. You know, and what I would say. Well, Spotify gives you the opportunity to kind of listen to loads of bands. When I use, because I use Spotify for like in the premium for like four days, mm. I liked it, but I didn't feel like I was consuming music. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get you. It's kind of like the way on YouTube, you're not like watching a series; you're watching content. It's that it's slight kind of, it, it's, difference. It's more like, do you know when you hit play a game, and you you put the disc in and you play or the cartridge in and you play it and then you finish it and you take it out and you put, you put it on your shelf and you're like oh I finished it that was great yeah and compared to you go to Steam and hit on the stall it's kind of the same thing it's kind of like just endlessly passing time there's no end to it yeah like, exactly, suppose, exactly. Idea. and you know that's I suppose people are like oh you're such a zoomer or a boomer or whatever <laughs> I'm like yeah a little bit but for me, I'm kind of like, I'll stick with my MP3 players. Spotify is great if I want to discover new music or if I want to find something random, but until they sort this stuff out, we're going to have the same problem. You know, and the fact that video games are going away, I don't trust it. 
Yeah, because wasn't there um, a game kind of semi-directed by Guillermo del Toro that now Correct. doesn't exist, well, that we can't find because of copyright or something? It's a demo for uh, Silent Hills called PT and it is on the PS4 or was on the PS4 for free. Basically, it was up there and uh, yeah, it's gone now. <laughs> so PlayStation 4s with it on the hard drive are still there and they're going for hundreds, thousands even. Like it's even, dude, even going back, you know, the, there was a good video uh, by Outside Xbox or Outside Extra. That's a really good channel on YouTube. Video games you can't play anymore. Games you can't play anymore. And it's basically because of licensing. You know, once licensing goes, that's it. You know, they're removed from the store and that's it. They're never coming back. Uh, unless you have the physical disc or unless you have them mm. on your hard drive. So I have a couple of games that like Scott Pilgrim, the game. That's a great game. That's really good. Can't can't play that anymore. I'm oh, lucky. I'm oh, lucky. I've heard that's a great one. It is. I'm lucky enough to have it on my three sixty. Um and yeah, it just sucks, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like if you're gonna drop the money down, ensure that's there forever, but I suppose even what's forever, you know, you can buy a disc and the disc gets scratched, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like it completely, it's it's like weirdly contradictory because they're pushing so many online multiplayer games. Yeah. But those games have a limited lifespan, lifespan under that cloud program because people have to keep playing for them to exist. Well, yeah, even, you know, games like FIFA or SmackDown or uh, WWE or whatever once those servers go down and they go down after after every year you buy mm. them and it's like well i can't do anything online now so this sucks you know and it just shows you because those games age out so quickly but there's still people spinning up quake servers and you know there's a great great star wars game um battlefront 2 the mod for it people spin up battlefront 2 servers you know so and uh, Galaxy, uh, what's it? Star Wars Galaxy, the service for that too, and it's like make games to last, and people play yeah. them instead of pushing them. You know what I mean? No, because like I'm still playing like Arkham Asylum at the moment. Like Great good game. games do have a longevity, but yeah. I don't think they're like there isn't a continued source of money in a really good single player hard copy game. Like mm-hmm. it's all in the sort of like a bit like in Spotify in that way. It's, at the consistent top-ups of interactivity and, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's just... For me, I'm like, look, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, we're back in my day, but it was a case of... Uh, we are we are leading into that a little bit, we are but leading. I get where you're coming from. We are, but the thing about it is, it's like... It's... I think the days of a game collection are coming to an end. That mm. isn't on, on the disc or isn't on the hard drive. And it's like, okay, fair enough. Now, I'd say, you know the steam collection that i have now yeah it would it's full of a lot of garbage <laughs> it really is <laughs> but it's also like you know if you had that on the shelf you probably wouldn't go to it right but sometimes you yeah. spin up like honey pop or something and you're like oh cool i want to play this horrible deviant game that i really enjoy um you haven't played honey pop have you oh man honey pop's great i've played it 14 hours of honey pop. <laughs> <laughs> i tried watching a a youtube let's play of it it seemed very terrifying to me. Here's the thing, though, right? The actual game itself isn't great, but it has a really like it, the basic mechanic is bejeweled, and I like bejeweled, so I just yeah, like playing yeah, yeah, bejeweled. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, man, this is embarrassing that this is on my thing. But then my friend, she's like, oh my god, Honey Pop is the best game ever. I'm like, wow. Okay. I feel bad for slagging it off. It did have a very good sense of humor. It about does. It. It's funny. It's really funny. And then the story goes absolutely crazy. But uh, it's not safe for work, guys. That's that is a warning right there. But it's yeah. fun. you know, weeb games are hilarious, and uh, you get a good one actually. And then they're great. Like what's it? 
uh, school, no, school days, was it old school or something? It's one when you're in college anyway. Roommates, that's it. Oh, uh, school days is, ah. is something now completely different. <laughs> don't don't. And play. then you've got yeah. Don't play that. I've played the pigeon one. Uh, what's the one where you're dating pigeons? Yeah. So uh, the one I'm talking about there is roommates, and that's a good one, which I have okay, played. Okay, check it out. Uh, uh, what's a pigeon? Halfle, halfle boyfriend. Halfle boyfriend is, is oh, hatoful boyfriend. That's something it. like that. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. played Doki Doki as Doki Doki. Well, which fantastic. I somewhat yeah. regret, but yeah. it was amazing. But it you know, was. yeah. If you've played it, you know. Yeah, but again, I just need to be clear. No one plays school days. <laughs> don't play that like w- watch a video on why that's the case uh, it's on a lot of lists not to play or whatever and I've yeah. never played it for the record I was just getting you know I don't yeah. think it's even on Steam <laughs> for that reason but yeah there's a lot of really really good weeb games on Steam and I don't think I would have bought those or played those if they weren't already available well that's the flip side because you know we talk about oh it's a shame that the games are dying out on hard copies and all that kind of stuff but at the same time, it's it kind of likens to when TVs come out, do people wonder where cinema's going to go away? Like, I think they always survive in some shape or form, you know? Yeah, you know what? That's a very good comparison. I think that's a very, very good comparison. And leaning into why Steam comes up is because it is the sale. Now, I remember when the flash sales were a thing. They were great. Where you could pick up Skyrim for like a euro. <laughs> I did. It was great. Uh, but now they're doing the thing where they're gamifying it, right? So now it's the Grand Prix. The Steam Grand Prix sale. And that's kind of the gimmick now. So every time you buy something, you can earn them out of points. And then when you play certain games, do certain actions, you get points which you can spend. For vouchers or for... open oh, your profile like that, right? Now, why do I bring that up? Because for anyone who doesn't live on the internet... There is an exploit out in the wild for one of the games. So the same sale is actually broken, right? Right. Um, there's a game called Starbound. I think it's like nine euros. I got it for nine euros. Um, spend some money, right? Right. And then you can earn points. Now, there is a soda. There's achievement for uh, or points for drinking a soda. So every time you drink a soda, you get one point, right? And then you can build up those points and then spend them to boost and then that's how you build up cash okay so that's the basic the basic uh nut, nuts and bolts of the game starbound doesn't have a lockout mode so you can run mods on it one of the mods is oh. to generate the soda so i think i see where this is going yeah <laughs> what happens is you can just generate the soda either by using a admin command so you can give yourself admin credentials and then just generate soda right or yeah. you can craft a soda from the ground which is what the exploit which is what the the mod knows you to do and then you can just click soda over and over and over <laughs> and over again now initially you now it has been patched right a little bit you ha- you're, you you could just do this for ages people were you know making a fair amount of money out of it maybe 30 40 euro and using it right but now yeah. you can only do this up until the amount you spend. So if you spend about tenner, you know, you get X amount, but you have to spend. It needs to balance out. But still, you know, if you're looking for a way to quickly level up or, you know, get some cool things, pick up Starbound, install the the exploit, and away you go. (laughs) Excellent. So that's Starbound for anyone who just wants to generate free gift vouchers and 
15 points. Yes. And the reviews are great. One is, Seam Summer Sale is a perfectly balanced game with no exploits. And that's on YouTube and it's gone through it. Yeah. But yeah, you're actually reading the review of Starbound. People are like, the best game ever or loads of references to Soda and stuff like that. So here's the thing. Yeah. The actual game itself looks really super fun. And I probably, I don't regret buying it at all. I but- think. I think I've actually played this. This is kind of like where you're in a spaceship, but you're also building things on farms and yes, stuff, right? Yes, yes, that's yes. Exactly, I have yeah. played this. Yes, that was great fun. Yeah, it seems like super fun, but did you know? Now you can get free things from it. So use with that knowledge what you will, folks. And this is going out on Phoenix yes. FM. <laughs> this is going out on Phoenix FM on a Saturday. Uh, don't worry, it was still there because the Steam sale is on until the ninth. So yeah. yeah, you've you've got time. So yeah, run over to Steam and do that. But they have fixed it to an extent where you can only you can only exploit it up to the amount you spend. So, you know, drop some cash, buy some things, and then use it. So, it is what it is. Unless this is a massive marketing ploy, which, if that's the case, well done, Steam. Bravo. At least it's for a good game. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, you know. And I've yeah. bought some cool things on Steam uh, already. So I'm I was going to ask, so have you got any recommendations for anyone who might have <laughs> Steam accounts? Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. Trying to deal my cough there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I picked up basic stuff on my my wish list that I've been looking to buy for a while. Um, I'm gonna boot up Steam, and I don't want to to say this wrong. So yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So anyone on on the stream now is gonna quickly see my Steam account. <laughs> so let's see. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like there is the great thing about Steam is it doesn't only have games; it has a lot of software, right? And what I really like about it is I like the fact that you can buy video editing software, or you can buy, um, you can buy photo editing software, music software, and so I picked up a few bits. I picked up uh, music software, I picked up video editing software, um, and then I picked up uh, game making software. So, what's it app game maker i picked that up because that, that looked like fun um and yeah we'll just decide ever sides to load up okay here we go so again anyone on the on the on the live stream now be able to see it here we go so yeah um if you look down in the chat uh in the stream you're actually able to see my uh my my steam console there so there's a few things there to to look at and you can see the the chat you can see the um who's winning or not basically oh yeah my team won great so if you if you win as well you can uh, actually pick up free games as well so that's kind of cool so what's on my wish list now come on yeah we need one of those like technical difficulties i know so yeah standby signs or something yeah so so pretty much like yeah i have pixel game maker up at the moment uh mv which is the the newest one more to how is one that I'm kind of tempted to buy. Um, it's basically <laughs> how like, come? it just looks really fun. It's like a, a a middle ages game where you get to you know kill people with with like melee combat that isn't broken. Hmm. So it's twenty four euro though. I don't want to spend twenty four euro on it. If it drops down to like twelve euro or like a tenner, I will buy that straight away. Um, Asprite, uh, which is a sprite making software i probably won't buy that because i already have something similar to it empire of sin isn't out yet 
and Cyberpunk 2077, you can actually get your pre-order out for that now at the moment as well. So I'm kind of oh, I'd say that'll fly out very quickly. Yeah, I'd say so. So yeah, just going, just going to the. I want to say this correctly. So there is a game that I've been looking to buy for a while, and it is Katana Zero. So yeah, you you have a look there. Katana Zero is something that I have heard about, never got a chance to play it. And I'm actually really glad now that I picked it up. I picked it up for nine euros, so that's that's my recommendation, man. Uh, Katana Zero. Excellent. And uh, like, why would that be ahead of all the other like wonderful titles you mentioned? What's its like unique selling point? It's uh, it's like um, another way. Shovel Knight was kind of like a throwback and um, oh, kind of a retro game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a retro game. It's like Shinobi, but with eight uh, eight bit graphics instead of like sixteen bit graphics. And the soundtrack is amazing. It's like proper synthwave. It's fantastic. So, look, even listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack is fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, that that's my that's my hard recommendation. If if you want to if if you want to pick up something, go for that. Katana Zero. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'll certainly check it out myself. And if anyone wants to add me on Steam, Dara Ducks. So go for it. Um, <laughs> other than that, other than that, uh, yeah. So, oh, of course, and uh, what's it? What did we say? The game was called Starbound. So yeah, pick up Starbound as well. For, <laughs> for the sodas. For the soda. Well, it's a fun game too. But you know, if you want the sodas, go for it. For the uh, week that's in it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, if you're listening to Phoenix FM, we're gonna go to our break. If you're joining us on the stream, we're gonna keep going. Uh, I think we're gonna do the stream more often, man. I'm actually liking this. Yeah, I'm digging this too. So yeah, um, if you want to uh, check us out on the stream, if you're catching this in the podcast or whatever, yeah, go over to Nerdux or else uh, Nerd to Know Media on Twitch, and you'll be able to get the stream there because they they're synced up. It doesn't really matter which one is which. And uh, yeah, also Nerd to Know Media is our website. Nerd to Know Media at gmail is how to catch us over uh, email. Uh, Nerd to Know Media on Twitter. Uh, we finally have a consistent uh, social media presence, so I'm, <laughs> I'm pleased about that, Kane. I really am. Yeah, sure. One day at a time. Let's see if we can build up those numbers and let more people know about us, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so ch- swapping gears here a bit away from um, the video game kind of things. What do you... Well, actually, no, we can't. We have, we have one more thing. The Doom oh. movie. There's another Doom movie coming out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I love the original Doom film, like a lot. And this is Doom, the book with uh, the giant snakes in it. No, Doom. This just is, to clarify, we... no, this is Doom. Doom. D- oh, Doom. Doom. My yes. apologies, bit of technical difficulty at my end. Doom, like the video game. The video game, right? yeah. There's... All the killing, all of the hell Satan monsters and exactly. all that kind of stuff. Exactly the the fantastic game by John Romero back in the nineties who. I love more than anything is this game. Uh, I love Doom a lot and I love Quake a lot. But I, I love the original movie uh, with The Rock and uh, Judge Dredd. Yes, I have seen that. I'm so sorry. Yes, I yes. know what you're talking about yes, now. Yes, God. Yes. And here's another thing actually as well. Um, I didn't realize this guy was in Doom until I was looking at the lineup for Dublin Comic Con 2019. The guy who plays the Night King in Game of Thrones... Uh, yeah. Was re- was what Reaper? What? I, no, I, I can't remember the actual name of the character. Um, Reaper was Judge Red Carl Urban, but yeah, he he was actually in Doom. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What? This is crazy." His name is Richard Brake. 
So yeah, that, he was before he was you know basically the face of Game of Thrones. He was in uh, a really really underappreciated uh, movie of Doom, and I think that's I. Yeah, I think that's a horrible shame. Honestly, honest to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially when you look at the sort of curve of like those. There was a lot of video game movies out in the two thousands, like, and a lot of them didn't even try. Doom had its heart in the right place, and it was made by people who cared about the game. You could tell that much. Yeah, well, sorry, Grim was the name of the character in. uh, Yes, yes. And you know what? Look, an autograph with him was thirty bucks. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to get the (laughs) same Doom because. Why not? <laughs> of course, and sure, getting into the talks and the Q&As are free. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Actually, funny story, because I actually was on Game of Thrones when the Night King was revealed. Oh, yeah. So if I... You know what, this is our, This is the second time this has happened in my life, right? Where I was in a film with somebody who was in something that I loved, and I didn't realize they were in it until afterwards. So that okay. was... So this is the second time this has happened. The first time I, the, I was in a movie called Poison Pen, and it's 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 a movie. It's actually quite good. It's, it's not bad. It's <laughs> honestly quite it's, an endorsement. It's, it's not. It's not bad actually. I, I I saw it in the IFI and I actually really quite enjoyed it. I was expecting to be that good. Yeah. Um, I still can't get my hands on the DVD, so hopefully one day I will. Yeah. It's called Poison Pen anyway, right? And the main character is this uh, failed author who ends up he has to work for like a gossip magazine and he hates it, yeah. you know. But we were interviewed as like a metal band, and this before I was actually in. Like a, I was in a band at the time. But before I was in like the band that we were parodying, we were actually doing a parody of the genre of music I play now. Yeah. And, uh, life imitating art, right? But um, yeah, so we were doing that, and uh, he was interviewing us, you know, and it ends up with me, you know, saying a couple of lines and then getting him in headlock. All right. <laughs> so we're not hanging out the whole day, and my god, this guy's really cool. Afterwards, I realized who he was. Right, he was actually in. You might not remember this, Kinks. You're a little bit younger than me, but there was a series that came around the same time as Power Rangers. It was made by Saban as well, and it was called Mystic Knights of Tirnanog. Do you remember it? Vaguely, yes, yes, yes. I did. I think it was. It would have been on Den TV and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was on like just around the same time as like after Power Rangers was huge. So they were looking for you know this is when. What's it? The the Mast Rider and all this kind of stuff were out as well. Yeah. Mystic Knights here's no just appeared, and it's woefully terrible. But I love it. <laughs> and I have it on. Uh, I have I have the whole series. But uh, he's actually in it, <laughs> and I didn't know that. So I'm really annoyed <laughs> that I was in a movie with him. I didn't get his autograph or anything, and I'm like, I would have just fanboyed out horrifically if I had known <laughs> that he was there. So yeah. Second time in my life that's happened, so that sucks. So I, I definitely will be going to see uh, your man from Doom and be like, hey man, I was in Game of Thrones with you. I don't care about that. Sign my stuff because you're in Doom. But, yeah. Oh no, I'm sure he's like the, the Dublin Comic Con. They're good for getting sound guests like, oh, yeah. from my limited experience. And plus, you know, he was in Batman. Be- he was Gins in Batman. Well, Begins, the, yeah. my king. Like, he, he was, was Joe yeah. Chill. That's a small but very instrumental part you know oh man for sure like and i think most people kind of forget that you know but uh bat mcginns is weird the whole the whole series is very weird casting like lots of randomers are in it you know particularly the third one as well it has oh, random wrestlers in it oh i mean you're talking about batman mcginns sure uh the king of uh westeros is in it yeah as a that's young kid. true the kid yeah yeah that's true that's true <laughs> um yeah so uh joffrey 
Lannister, that's it. Sorry, it's been a while since I watched Game of Thrones. We'll we'll get more into into Dublin City Comic Con uh, next month when it's kind of ramping up to it, yeah. and we'll have Olivia on the show as well. Olivia's great. Oh, uh, fantastic! Love Olivia. So looking forward to uh, looking forward to that as well, man. But already can't believe that. But look, the Doom movie. I would say watch it. It's great. There's a new one apparently coming up. Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't have high hopes. Uh, the Rock is in the original. By the way, I was at the cinema last night. The Rock right. is in like eight movies at the moment. What's going on? The man, every <laughs> single ad had The Rock in it. I'm not joking. There wasn't one that did not have The Rock in it. Yeah, because there's a Jumanji series. There's Rampage. There's the one where he's climbing the buildings, skyscraper. Skyscraper, yeah. Uh, there was Moana a year or two ago. Obviously, that's like ages. There's like Fast and the Furious. Hat. Is the big one yeah. now? Yep. The yeah, the spinoff. Um, he's also got a fair few films with Kevin Hart. Like I think I think is he modeling himself to be like you know the way back in the eighties there was like an Arnold Schwarzenegger film every year and all that, or every three months. And you know all that though, kind I'm of okay stuff. with and, that. Like I actually yeah. went, to, I not only did I go see Skyscraper, but I went to go see it in the big, the big screen. With yeah. the, that movie is dumb as hell. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Cause, look, I hate The Rock as a, as a wrestler. Like I really didn't, I never liked him as a wrestler, but as an actor and as a human, awesome. <laughs> he's just great man. oh yeah he's, you know? he's a very charming presence certainly it just as a wrestler i'm like oh you're terrible but as everything else you know it's fun yeah. uh yeah so look if you go and I, I want you know when you go see uh the next time you're in the cinema let me know because literally he's in everything uh <laughs> i'm excited about that jumanji movie though that jumanji movie is gonna be fun the second yeah one. yeah yeah or third one, I suppose, now, wouldn't it be? This <laughs> new series? It depends, it depends what way you're counting it. It's like, Jumanji's one of those series where you probably best not keep track of continuity. Just take them as they arrive. Fair, fair. I'm, I'm sure that's the way they'd want it to. Yeah, I think so. You know, that's kind of what I got from it as well. But um, one final thing that I want to kind of touch on real quick, or because we're nearly finished, man. This is, the, mm. this is the quickest hour of the week for me. You get talking about Steam and time just goes, it's I guess. Just, it's just gone. It's just gone. Um... Right. Sandman. Where you... I'm really glad we had time for this. Where, yes, where it has you... been announced this week or early last week that there's going to be a Sandman series developed by Netflix. Yes. Uh, with Neil Gaiman involved and the screenwriter of Wonder Woman, I believe, Alan Heinberg and David S. Goyer, who did great things like The Dark Knight, less good things, in my opinion, like Batman vs. Superman, and, of course, the Blade films as well. What are your thoughts on it? Oh man, I love Sandman. Yeah, yeah, a lot. I'm a big Neil Gaiman fan. Um, always have been, really. Um, but Goyer, ugh. I well, used to Goyer, love. I Goyer used to seems love to be him, as but... good as the person who, who he's working with. Again, that's Dark Knight fair. and Batman vs Superman are on his resume. Yeah, like that's true. And like he like Dark Knight is the best Batman movie ever. Um, it's just it might be one of the best movies ever. Whereas yeah, the fact that we're still true. talking about it is saying something. Well, I used to have a poster on my wall of it, so you know it's it's one of those movies where it's it just is what it is, you know. I'll never yeah, yeah, not yeah. like that movie. But uh, yeah, he did Blade Two. Pretty much any movie which you enjoyed and also kind of hated, he did, which is <laughs> which is a really weird career to have. It's like he did the best and the worst. So, but look, Neil Gaiman is involved. Hmm. Uh, Amazon, it's Amazon, isn't it? No, it's actually, surprisingly, it's Netflix. It's Netflix. I assumed he'd okay. sign some exclusivity yeah. deal considering Good Omens and American Gods, but, yeah, but... here we are, so... All right, well, look. 
Netflix have the money obviously to make this happen it's not something that really like the series itself isn't something that requires an awful lot of money mm. so cautiously optimistic yes but like American Gods it requires an awful lot of imaginations I must confess I did I, I didn't really enjoy the American Gods yeah, TV series I thought I it was a bit over simplistic yeah, but I wasn't a fan of it I've liked what I've seen of Good Omens so hopefully I mean it's an ambitious series I'll give you that do you think they could actually pull it off I think doing it in a series rather than in a movie is a much better way to go very true that's an excellent point you know because each season could be a different book or a different character or a different kind of interaction like there's it's so deep and so it's like doing a Samarillion you know I, one, I don't think you could ever do Samarillion because that'd be silly. Yeah. Like, I, I've been trying to read that book for 15 years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was joking. I really do. <laughs> no, no, I completely believe you. There's too, but, uh, too many You're trees. absolutely right <laughs> about it being like yeah. TV would work for it because like that vignette, that story of uh, the Sandman meeting Hob yes. every 100 years. Exactly, yeah. That would never make it into a movie but it would be no. great, great 45 minutes of television. Exactly. You know, you can you can do things in TV which you can't do in in movies like and the reason why is because pacing right if that mm. if that ser- if that montage was was put into a into a movie it'd be weird and disjointed it's pretty much what um the the le- the latest DC EU um suffered from you know random nonsense that didn't make any sense but would have yeah. if it hadn't been ex- expanded out you know um and I think this. This is a much better, much better way to go. I am really excited about it. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Not so much about Watchmen. I think that's a different topic, which we'll probably get into next week or when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, I really not a fan of what they're going to do with Watchmen. It looks kind of ridiculous. But um, Sandman, Neil Gaiman, you can't go wrong. You know, exactly. even even if it's just to give it a try. Exactly, and sure, that's the kind of series Sandman is. You mentioned the Cimmerillion. Do we have time to talk about the Lord of the Rings TV series in development? We sure do. Well, apparently we've got confirmation that they are filming it in New Zealand this week. Do you think that the Lord of the Rings could work as a TV show? Or Depends. Uh, if they're just going to make what they've already done, that's kind of ridiculous and horrible waste of money. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, like the Lord of the Rings is perfect. <laughs> the Hobbit isn't. <laughs> Fix the Hobbit, you know. Fix the Hobbit. Do the ta- like I'm a big fan of the Tales from Middle Earth, those series. Yeah. Do those. I read that one. Yeah. You know, like my fa- one of my favorite series in that is the the Tales of Isengard. I think it's book seven. That's yeah. phenomenal. That's a great read. Um, there's so much of Tolkien that they could they could do. I just don't see the point in remaking Lord of the Rings. It's like we have the Lord of the Rings called Lord yeah. of the Rings. <laughs> it's amazing. Just you know. I don't know. I'll watch I it. Know. I'll watch it. Obviously, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not going to be happy watching it. I think we've just floated the idea. Should we do like a Lord of the Rings Hobbit retrospective? Should that be something we should do further down the line? I think so, but I'm yes. still I'm still angry about the Hobbit. I have a lot of feelings on the Hobbit. Yeah, like the Buddhist in perspective, I have the Hobbit in Latin. That's how much I wow. like the Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I can read it. That's the worst part as well. So. Yeah. Oh, very impressive. Ah, it is what it is. But um yeah, that's how much of a big big fan of the Hobbit I am. The point that I is not like I'll be really upset when we start doing that movie. <laughs> or those movies. But um I wish it was a movie, you know. But anyway. Yes, so do we have a release date on that King? I will check it now. I have it written down in my notes. Uh 
I think it's a, certainly it seems to be the most expensive TV series ever made because just getting the rights alone mm. costs a billion dollars before Holy they cow. start paying to make it. So wow. this this better do well. I mean, I can't see like a Lord of the Rings show passing without some sort of enthusiasm, even if it was terrible. But wow, a yeah, this is, this is either going to make history or go down as one of the biggest flops ever. Like it has to. There's no way well, like, see, you can't do anything lesser in the middle than that. Here's the thing, though, right? Like, I do think about 10 years Game, Game of Thrones will be remade. Um, oh, you think so, yeah? Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll do something. 10, 15 years. Like, mark my words. Because, you know, obviously, they'll do something to line up with the books, okay? It's like it's like when yeah. um, Full Metal Alchemist came out and then Brotherhood came out and Brotherhood kind of fixed the show. Yeah, yeah, you that's know. an interesting... That's a rare but interesting like point of comparison, yeah. Yeah, but that, that's that's kind of exactly what happened, you know. When you're watching the show, they kind of just made up what they wanted and they kind of went over a cliff. Then Brotherhood came out <laughs> and they're like, oh, hey, it's fixed. And you're like, okay, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think they'll kind of do that in about 10, 15 years. But Lord of the Rings, I'm like, what are you going to do? Talk about Tom Bombadil for 40 minutes? Is, is that what's going to... That, if that's the whole reason, I'm like, Why? Well, you've you've made you've bring up an interesting point. Lord of the Rings is written in a sort of like this uh, this chapter will stay here. This chapter will stay here. That could translate, could. but they have to be careful. Yeah, like you know, could. like it could be very very boring. Though. That's the thing. Like uh, when I go back to reread Lord of the Rings, half of the Fellowship of the Ring does not get read. It gets skipped over because it's all about trees and all about elves. <laughs> and I hate both trees and elves in books. So I'm like. Ugh, you know and it's very very it's very tough to read after after the first time so yeah the, the problem the problem with this is you know there's a lot of investment and i don't think that will be there because it doesn't have the game of thrones subverting your expectations sex violence yeah. you know it really doesn't it's it's literally like the progenitor of most fantasy books that exist now or fantasy that exists in general now so i'm like oh okay it's kind of a dangerous move. What do you think? It's yeah, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And I know this will age terribly if the series turns out to be the best things in sliced bread. But if you adapt Tolkien faithfully, the first two or three episodes won't be all that exciting. Yeah, that's true. But if you make it exciting, no one will be happy. So yeah. it's like which way do you go? Now what you could do, you could start off with the War of the Ring. That's true, actually. Go to territory exactly that we haven't seen yeah, before have like, sauron as a character you yeah, know exactly if you just kind of did that for like the first season that would be very interesting yeah 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 but they're not going to do that because that's too interesting <laughs> it's yeah it depends on whether they will like be tempted to go with um like the things we've seen before or go for the obvious like i can't unfortunately i can't find the release date for the tv show i can find that the director of jurassic world fallen kingdom is going to be doing the first two episodes so i'd oh, say no. it's still in relatively early development oh no that's a that's a bad thing already out of the gate <laughs> they've fallen over out of the gate anyway yeah. we'll keep an eye on that keen i think yeah yeah we'll we'll put that tolkien retrospective on the docket as well it sounds like you've a lot to say about it i think we should definitely do that soon <laughs> and guys listen i want this to be interactive as well so email us your ideas and we'll do them you know uh, nerd to know media uh, nerd to know media gmail.com send us on what you want us to talk about 
because that'd be yeah great. i mean let us know i mean if people are dying for a retrospective on unipop we'll do that too we're happy <laughs> just you know we want to know what the audience wants as well fair look you know i wouldn't mind that man i i like that <laughs> <laughs> playing the game is not, not bad um anyway we'll leave it there uh again like this is the this is the quickest hour for me of the week uh keen anything you want to plug before we wrap up uh I suppose uh, a lot of the news I come across, I found on Geek Ireland. I follow them on Facebook. I write for them now and again. I would certainly, if you haven't followed them on Facebook or Twitter already, I would recommend do because I certainly get a lot of my kind of geeky updates there. What about yourself? Any plugs? Um, I would just plug our website, nerdtonomedia.com. Um, our Twitter, our Gmail, all that kind of stuff, all Nerdtonomedia. Um, uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, uh, you can, we're on Twitch now, Nerd to Know Media on Twitch, or Nerd Ducks on Twitch. Mm. Um, yeah, so if you're not following us, do, because uh, a lot more content coming up as well. And we're going to try to do this every week now, Keen. I think uh, streaming is the way forward. Okay, I certainly enjoyed tonight. I'd love to do some more. Fantastic. All right, guys, we will talk to you next week. If you're listening to us on Phoenix 92.5 FM, over on uh, phoenixfm.ie as well. So we will talk to you next Saturday here on Nerd to Know Basis and nerdtoknowmedia.com. Bye.